right, let's take our Bibles this morning. We're going to go to the book of James, chapter number 1. Uh, James, chapter number 1. Of course, it's Thanksgiving week, and in fact, it's my favorite holiday uh, of the year. I know uh, Christmas is many uh, people's uh, favorite, and I think it's probably because they get presents, uh, you know, in one, in one way. Uh, but uh, we celebrate the Lord's, our Lord's birth, and again, a lot of people, like, was he born on December uh, 25th, and all of that uh, being what it is, uh, we celebrate uh, his birth. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, obviously, uh, the world has, uh, has really commercialized Christmas, and they've commercialized Thanksgiving, too. Uh, and, uh, and I hope that, uh, that as a Christian, uh, you are thankful uh, to God, not just uh, on Thursday, uh, but thankful uh, throughout the entire year. Uh, in Sunday school, we spent some time uh, in, uh, in 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5, which we're going to do tonight. Uh, and really kind of uh, lay out uh, some things from that passage of Scripture and being thankful uh, for, uh, for all things. Uh, but I want to read our text this morning and then make some comments about Thanksgiving uh, and who we're thankful to. Uh, and uh, that's our plan. I'd like to invite you to stand as we read just one verse uh, from James chapter number 1 uh, and verse number 17. James chapter number 1 and verse number 17. Uh, the Bible says this, well, let's, let's go to verse number 16. The Bible says, Do not err, my beloved brethren. And I think we, we do err often, uh, both in the things that we read prior to verse number 16, and then also uh, about what we're going to read in verse number 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Our Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless the message today. Speak to our hearts, please. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. The original Thanksgiving celebration was held by the Pilgrim settlers uh, in Massachusetts during the second winter uh, in America in December uh, 1621. Uh, and uh, the first winter uh, had killed 44 of the original 102 uh, colonists. And at one point, uh, their food rations, their daily food ration, uh, was down to five kernels of corn apiece. Uh, could you imagine that being a meal at Men's Retreat? Uh, and uh, nobody would ever come back. Uh, but, uh, but five kernels of corn apiece per day. Uh, but then there was an unexpected vessel uh, that had uh, come through, and they traded some, and, uh, and they swapped uh, beaver pelts uh, for grain, uh, and uh, which provided you know for their severe need, and the next summer's crop uh, was uh, was better, and it brought hope. And uh, the governor at that time, William Bradford, was his name, decreed that de- that uh, December thirty first, sixteen twenty one, would be set aside as a day of feasting and prayer uh, to show gratitude uh, uh, of the colonists that they were still alive, uh, that they had survived, and they'd made it through. Uh, all by the grace of God. And so these pilgrims uh, who were seeking religious freedom and opportunity in America, and by the way, um, you know, I know our country has been secular, secularized in, uh, in many ways, but uh, in its origin, uh, it, was, uh, it was started uh, in a search for religious freedom. Uh, and, uh, and our country has been founded on biblical principles and Judeo-Christian principles, and, uh, and that's the history of our country. And you can't go to Washington, D.C. or Philadelphia uh, without finding evidences of that in everything you see in the buildings and, 
uh, and we know. And so I know uh, schools are trying to reteach history and help us uh, or cause us uh, to forget um, why our country was started and founded in the first place. But when these pilgrims uh, had their thanksgiving uh, to thank God for surviving and giving them provisions, they were thanking God for that. Uh, they weren't thanking themselves. In fact, I've, it, it, uh, you know, if I, in case I forget to say this, but uh, I've asked people the question, you know, are, you know, are, you know what are you thankful for? Uh, and they say, well, I'm thankful for my family, or I'm thankful for my job. And, and, uh, and then I would follow that question up is, with, who are you thankful to? And if they're not a believer, they struggle with that. Um, and, uh, and I've had people say, well, I'm, I guess I'm thankful to myself. Uh, because they go to work, and they make the money, and they buy the food, and, uh, and pay the bills. And so I guess if I'm going to be thankful, I need to, uh, to whom would be, I'm thankful for me. And, uh, and, uh, and, and it's, but what other answer are they going to give if they don't, uh, if they don't know the Lord uh, as their personal Savior? So these pilgrims, seeking religious freedom and opportunity, uh, gave thanks to God for His provision uh, and for them and helping them uh, find uh, 20 acres of cleared land. And, uh, and in fact, there were no hostile um, uh, people, hostiles in that, that area. Uh, and, uh, and they were thankful for their newfound religious freedom, for God's provision. Uh, and, uh, and they were thankful for an interpreter uh, uh, by the name of Squanto. Uh, who, along with the feasting and uh, the games involving the colonists and 80 uh, Native Americans, uh, who added to the feast by bringing uh, wild turkeys and uh, venison, they offered to God prayers and sermons and songs of praise, uh, and all those things were important to their celebration. Three days were spent uh, in feasting and, and in prayer uh, for that first Thanksgiving meal. We've all seen uh, pictures of it. I remember in growing up and even in the public school, uh, we made uh, we made turkeys out of our hands. You know, you put them on the paper, and, uh, and you did all of that. And we had all of the. Uh, in fact, we even play acted, and we had children that dressed up as uh, Native Americans and others as pilgrims. And you probably can't even do that anymore uh, in schools today. And it's a shame uh, that we've we've gotten to the place we are with political correctness. And uh, by the way, this is a political correctness free zone. <laughs> uh, if uh, if you're here visiting and wondering, uh, if you come uh, beyond today, probably you'll hear a lot of politically incorrect things uh, and uh, not vulgar or anything like that. But uh, but uh, it's a shame uh, that we can't uh, we can't even look at history uh, without uh, without uh, adding to it all the cultural Marxist stuff and everything else or. You know, I guess if, if the children dressed up uh, at, for the fir- like the first Thanksgiving dinner and had a play uh, in their local elementary school, they would be accused of cultural appropriation uh, and, uh, and all kinds of craziness. Uh, and uh, so that's, that, that's sad. And we need to pray for our country and for our school systems and, and all of that. And, and, and you should fight back. Uh, against all that kind of stuff as well, uh, at least in voicing your opinion. Uh, so from that time forward, uh, Thanksgiving uh, has been celebrated as a day to give thanks to God for His gracious and sufficient provision. Uh, President Lincoln officially set aside the last day of November, uh, of the last Thursday of November in 1863 as a day of Thanksgiving uh, in praise uh, to our ben- uh, beneficent Father. 
uh, is the way it's termed in a 1941 Congress ruled uh, that, uh, that the fourth Thursday of November would be observed as Thanksgiving Day, and they made it a legal holiday. Uh, and, uh, and I'm thankful that it is a legal holiday, and I'm thankful that we can set that day aside as Christians uh, and to not just feast, uh, and nothing wrong with that. I, I enjoy uh, I, Thanksgiving. I enjoy the process. I like cooking, and I'll, you know, I do turkeys. And I mean, there was one year not too long ago, I think I cooked 27, 20 uh, pound turkeys that year. Uh, and, uh, and I enjoy it. I, I like eating them more than I like cooking them. Uh, but, um, but knock yourself out. Whatever you do, uh, even if you do cranberries. Uh, you should enjoy it and have a wonderful time. Just not my thing. Uh, but um, nothing wrong with get, get, gathering family together uh, and having a Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, but we should also include um, Thanksgiving uh, and gratitude uh, in those times that we meet. And in our text this morning in verses 16 through 18, we see that every good and perfect gift uh, is from uh, above that, and cometh down from the Father of lights, that's God, uh, with whom is no variables, neither shadow of turning. And, and uh, so for the secular mind, and uh, when I say secular, I mean uh, someone who doesn't know Jesus as their Savior. We think of, uh, of stuff as being either sacred uh, or secular, uh, and that's the terminology we use, uh, but I think that everything's sacred. Uh, you, don't, you don't necessarily go to your secular job, and I have a sacred job, you have a secular job. Uh, your job is just as sacred as my job to the extent that you do, are to do everything as unto the Lord. Uh, and that everything that you earn there uh, it's per, has purpose, and, and God gives that to sustain your life so that you can serve Him. That you can be a soul winner, and that you can serve other people, and, uh, and serve in your local church. And so your job is, uh, is also uh, a sacred job. Uh, to that extent. But for the secular mind, the whole holiday of Thanksgiving doesn't make any sense. Uh, and, uh, you know, Thanksgiving, again, somehow implies uh, that I'm not in charge of my own destiny. Uh, and uh, Thanksgiving somehow implies uh, that there's a higher power that exists. Uh, and, uh, in it, but in some way, uh, in some way is personally interested and personally involved in my life. Uh, so to the secular mind, every notion of thanksgiving uh, is repulsive uh, and needs to be replaced. And so the, the movement, uh, like for the title of Turkey Day, you know, Happy Turkey Day. And, and you should also, by the way, when somebody, you know, uh, we've, been, we've been trained or we've learned to, when somebody says happy holidays, I, I, I return that with a Merry Christmas. And, uh, and I'm thankful when I can go to a coffee shop or a restaurant or whatever. And, and uh, in fact, I've, I've had people come uh, to, to help us or serve us food and, and they've said happy holidays. I've said, you can say Merry Christmas. And they're like, Merry Christmas. <laughs> And, uh, and so we, we, we encourage people to do that. Do the same thing with Thanksgiving. Somebody come say, Happy Turkey Day. In fact, I was looking at, you know, ugly sweaters for Christmas, and they have all kinds of ugly, you know, Thanksgiving stuff too. And, and, uh, but with turkeys all over it and everything, I was going to get a suit uh, to wear. Uh, but, when I, but then I felt bad about doing it because I felt like I, was, I was, would be adding to the kind of uh, pagan extremes that we've taken 
you know, uh, Thanksgiving too. So if somebody says happy Turkey Day to you, give them a happy Thanksgiving back uh, and tell them you're thankful uh, to the Lord and especially for my salvation. Do you know Jesus as your personal Savior? Do you know today if you if you'd die, if you'd go to heaven uh, and just turn it on uh, and turn it around on them? Uh, and uh, it's an opportunity for us uh, to witness. So Turkey Day is uh, no real surprise. And, uh, and uh, you know, and in these economic times, one wonders whether you know, um, uh, the national celebration of Thanksgiving is just for consumer spending. By the way, I despise Black Friday. Um, and not just because of, you know, whatever. It's like, you know, it's like Thanksgiving. What a, what a great way to celebrate Thanksgiving uh, than to go out and just blow a bunch of money uh, and all the different stuff. You're like, man, you know. So, so you husbands, when your wife is getting ready early to beat everybody to Walmart to get a <laughs> flat screen TV. I like how somebody put it. It's like, we all have flat screen TVs. Put the food on sale. Uh, you know, uh, and that would be a Black Friday sale at the grocery store. Uh, it's really what, what we need. But you can remind them, pastor don't like Black Friday. And they're like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and, uh, and get some deals. But it, to me, it's just... Um, it's, it's, it, the whole concept is sacrilegious to me. I mean, just my personal opinion. You do you, I'll do me. Uh, and I just as soon stay in uh, and not fight with some woman uh, or man uh, over, you know, a deal on a crock pot. Uh, and uh, you, you can help yourself. So since Christmas is really about gifts, then why wouldn't Thanksgiving be about department stores sales and electronic sales? And, and that's really what we've seen in society uh, in recent years. Um, as Christians, uh, we, we know intuitively that we should resist secular revisions to Christmas and Easter, uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, and, uh, and however, uh, you know, uh, our list of the things that we should be thankful for um, should be what we focus on. Uh, when it comes to the holiday season, does our Thanksgiving actually confess a genuine hope in the Lord and a thanksgiving to God? So Thanksgiving is more than a feeling that we express. Uh, it is a verb uh, that it requires an object. So we say that we're thankful to God. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for this church. Uh, but I'm, I'm thankful to the Lord. Uh, he, is, he is the object uh, of my gratitude. Uh, during Sunday school, I made reference that we had gotten a thank you letter uh, from uh, Brother Graham, uh, who preached our uh, revival just recently, uh, thanking the church for, you know, uh, the love offering and the food and, ho- and hospitality. Uh, and the reason he sent the letter here is because this is the church that blessed him. And, uh, and it would be ridiculous to be like, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the love offering. Well, who are you thankful Two, well, I'm thankful to myself uh, for the love offering. I went there and I preached. and it's a, There needs to be an object. So when we say, are you thankful? Yes, I'm thankful. But to whom are you thankful is the challenge of my message this morning. Whom do you thank? Thanking parents, uh, children, pastors, teachers, employers, neighbors, and friends is an appropriate thing to do uh, whenever they have been good to us. And and so you should, you know, um, people come to your wedding, send, you th- send them a thank you card. You know, people, uh, you know, uh, do something good for you, uh, do something good back. Uh, return the blessing, return the favor. Uh, it is the right thing, the cordial thing, uh, the ethical thing to do. Uh, but whom should we thank for those people? 
Those teachers, those pastors, those evangelists, that, you know, I'm thankful for uh, my mom, uh, I'm thankful for my kids, and, uh, but who do I need to thank for them? They're all gifts in my life, uh, and I'm thankful that I have them in my life, uh, but it's God uh, who gave them uh, to me. So, for instance, uh, I'm, thankful, I'm thankful for the sun. I'm glad that it didn't rain uh, while we were trying to, to cook all that food. Uh, it was cold when it was clear, I, I have to uh, say that, and uh, it was got down to, what was it, 20, it was 26 or something at one point, or 25. Uh, and uh, so uh, it, was, um, um, it makes you tired when you're out in the cold all that time. I'm thankful for sun, uh, which provides me light, which provides me warmth, and it provides energy, it provides uh, vitamin D, nutrients that we need uh, to survive. But whom uh, should I thank for the Son? Uh, the Creator. Romans chapter number 1, uh, verse number 21, reminds us uh, that we, may, uh, we, we easily fall. Uh, we sang a song earlier today, uh, prone to wander. Um, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. And one of the quickest ways to wander and leave the God you love is to worship the creation more than the creator. Uh, when, when gratitude is absent, um, we, we go off into all uh, of these crazy things that the world is going on. So it's important to trace all of our benefits, all of our blessings, back to the source of them uh, and then express uh, gratitude, our thanks to the one from whom all blessings flow. Uh, and that is God himself. Really then, uh, just a, a vague, um, you know, thankfulness or a gratitude that we see and, uh, and, uh, and to thank him. So, so we should never withhold um, expressions of gratitude. Um, you know, we teach our kids, somebody gives them a, you know, a lollipop. Uh, we say, say thank you. And they're like, thank you. And, you know, it's not really heartfelt. You know, they've been told to do it. But we hope and pray that over time uh, they develop a, a, a more of a, of a gratitude and a thankfulness for those things. One of my favorite stories I tell my kids uh, is uh, for, uh, for several years, almost well, probably four years, uh, the half a days had uh, take, they took my family out um, for dinner every Sunday. Uh, after church and uh, into different places and in nice places. And uh, one of them was Red Lobster in Federal Way. And we'd go there quite often. And we had left uh, church to head to, to Red Lobster. And, uh, and uh, the kids said, hey, where are we going? Uh, and uh, so I said, we're going to Red Lobster. And CJ goes, Red Lobster again? <laughs> and, uh, and man, did I light them up. You ungrateful kids and on and on and on and on. And um, take you home and eat ramen noodles, you know, and, and uh, threaten them. I like ramen noodles. I guess it probably wasn't a, a big threat. Uh, but, um, but we are, uh, we forget. So what we, as Christians, what we should try to do, uh, at least during Thanksgiving time, is to, vo- is to avoid the kind of pagan ambiguity uh, that, uh, that we see in our culture. Uh, and, and expressing thankfulness and gratitude uh, to our God and being public about it. Amen. You know, uh, you should, if you pray at the restaurant, don't you just, uh, and pray, God, thank you for my food. You know, let the people on the table next to you understand that you're thankful to God. Right. Um, it'd be weird for somebody to bow their head at a, at a dinner table and, and thank themselves for the food. <laughs> but that's really what people who don't know Jesus would have to do. 
So that's why it's strange, and that's why it's, you know, it's about football and turkeys and uh, in Black Friday and uh, in all of the, the, the crazy stuff that, uh, that uh, is taking place in the world around us. And so thankfulness uh, that we put into words uh, has an effect upon our soul, and it also has a good effect upon those who hear it, uh, so we should never avoid expressions of gratitude. A testimony is not just, when we do that tonight, it's not just expressing thankfulness to God. Uh, it's causing thankfulness in those around us. Uh, and, uh, and when you can be thankful to God for whatever difficulty you're going through and you express that gratitude in a public way in an assembly, the person who may be going, the same, going through the same difficult time that you're going through can go, well, if they can be thankful for it, I can be thankful for it. Uh, and, uh, and that glorify, it brings glory to our Father, uh, and, and it's what our life should really be about. So one way to describe, I'm going to get to my points here in a minute, don't worry. Um, one way to describe the thrust of the text that we read in James chapter number 1 uh, can be this way, and, uh, is that every act of giving, um, uh, is, is, that is good, uh, and every perfect gift uh, is from above. So the, what this passage expresses is the completeness of the goodness of God. God is completely good. And every single thing that He gives us is good. That includes um, the things that we, that we feel aren't. Um, and, and that's where we struggle and, uh, as Christians is we're not grateful in all things. Um, and we don't express gratitude. In fact, we, there, there are gifts... Um, that God gives us through gifts of grace um, that are difficulties that He's ordained in our life uh, that we would rather push away and not have because we don't, we don't see you know, the benefits of it. I'm, it, it. A simple way to illustrate it would be how you pushed away those peas uh, at the dinner table as a kid and your parents would say, you got to eat them, they're good for you. And boy, you'd fight that and fight that. And I hope that you had parents that made you eat them before you had anything else. And, uh, and if you did, you may have grown up as a well-adjusted adult. Uh, but the, the parents that go, no, you don't need to eat the peas. What do you want? More chicken nuggies? Uh, and uh, let me get those for you. Uh, you know, those, uh, that's one of, the, one of the reasons we have the problems we have in our society. Uh, don't make him eat those peas. He wants chicken nuggies. Uh, and, uh, and so... Uh, so be, eat your, eat your vegetables. That's message number two. <laughs> so both, both the gifts and the gift giver uh, are important. So James presents four facts about the goodness of God, and, and then I'll be done. And the first fact uh, that James gives us in these verses is that God gives only good gifts. Uh, and uh, everything good uh, in this world comes from God. Uh, if it did not come from God, it is not good. Uh, it, if it comes from God, then it must be good. So, so we know as God works in our life and, and, and does those things I referenced a moment ago, um, we, we can never look at those things as not being good. Because every good gift comes from God and every gift that He gives uh, is good. So, uh, for example, Paul, who, is, uh, who has wrote most of our New Testament, uh, he says this, that Paul, he had a thorn in the flesh that was given to him by God. That's the expression. He says, I've got, we don't know what it is. People speculate it was his vision. He had vision problems or whatever. It's not a sin. It can't be a sin that God gave him th- that he would call good. 
uh, and, uh, or that he would say, you know, I'm just going to keep sinning because his grace is sufficient for me. Uh, that's not what that means. And so it was probably a, some type of physical ailment uh, that he had had. Uh, and we think maybe it was eyesight because he had talked like somebody would pluck out their own eyes and give it to him uh, and, uh, if they could. Uh, and he said, that thorn in the flesh that I have is a gift from God. So whatever your thorn in the flesh is, and maybe you've got a, a, you know, uh, a physical problem that, uh, that you know, gives you aches and pains every single day, uh, and uh, you know, just reminds you, uh, you know, the pain just reminds you you're alive. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but what if, what, how would it change our, our whole life and attitude if we, if we wake up in the morning and, go, oh, and we try to, uh, to get everything going? It takes me, I get the eye of these headaches. And uh, it usually takes me uh, till after lunchtime uh, to get any remedy uh, from my headache. And, and I'll be the first one to say, uh, most times I wake up, uh, I think, oh, there it is. And, um, and, then, and it ruins my day. I'm crabby, I'm short with people, because I got a headache after all, and you should understand. But what if I woke up and said, God, thank you for my headache? I just remind, thank you, for the, thank you for the gift of a headache this morning. Uh, and uh, and uh, that's my thorn in the flesh. Um, it, it's just strange to us. The, the whole concept is strange. But it's what God wants, us, wants to, to be. And, and I'm just, I'm just, I get up and admit to you that I'm not there yet uh, in, in some of those areas of my life. Uh, but uh, every thorn in the flesh that we have uh, can be a gift, and it seems to be a strange gift, uh, but uh, Paul expressed in 2 Corinthians, in fact, let's turn there, 2 Corinthians chapter number 12. Uh, we're not far from there. Go left in your Bible, 2 Corinthians chapter number 12. And, uh, and look at, uh, we're going to read just a couple of verses here about that. Um, and uh, let's see, well, let's read all 10 of them. You okay with that? Amen. Amen. It says, it's not expedient for me, doubtless, to glory. And this is in chapter number 12 of uh, 2 Corinthians. It's expedient for me not to glory, doubtless, to glory. I will come to a vision and revelations of the Lord. I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell, or whether out of the body I cannot tell. God knoweth, such an one caught up, uh, caught up to the third heaven. And I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. God knoweth how that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words. Uh, verse 5, of such an one will I glory, yet of myself I will not glory, but in my infirmities. He says, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to glory about great stuff. I'm going to glory in my infirmities. Though, though oh, let me back up. For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool. For I will say the truth, but now I forbear, lest any man should think me above that which I... He seemeth to be, or that he heareth of me, and lest I should be exalted above measure. Uh, through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that, I might de- that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Uh, therefore, take pleasures in infirmities and reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Um, and uh, if we could all just get to that place... Uh, in our life, where we could glory uh, in infirmities and to, and to know that when God gives us 
thorns in the flesh, uh, that through the power in, of Christ uh, that, we, it, that it rests upon us. In fact, uh, I was thinking about this uh, yesterday and some uh, today uh, about um, uh, the, the difficulties that God gives us in our life. Um, those are the times when, when, you, when things are going great, you don't pray. You don't pray like you should. Um, but when, when the wheels come off, uh, th- that's where, that's the, those are the sweetest times in our life. When we're weak, then he is strong. And, and, uh, and so Paul teaches us uh, to glory in infirmities. His thorn in the flesh was a tremendous blessing to him to that respect. It causes us to rest upon the power of God. If I can wake up in the morning with a headache and say, God, help me to get through this morning. Help me to speak with grace. Help me not be a crab to my wife. Uh, God, help me, to, help me to be kind to my neighbor. Uh, and, uh, and God, just thank you for it uh, where I can rest upon the strength of the Lord uh, to get me through it. That's what God wants us to do. God gives only good gifts. Number two, the way God gives is good. He, give, he gives good gifts, only good gifts, in the way that he gives is good. So we can, that, that, that phrase, uh, uh, you know, in every act, of, you know, everything that God does, uh, it's, it's uh, uh, the second clause there. It, it's possible, in fact, for somebody to give you a gift uh, in a manner that is not loving. Um, they can give you, I'm not talking like a white elephant gift, you know, those types of things. But you can, you can receive a gift that's a shot over your bow. Uh, you can, you can, uh, somebody can give you something and their intent is vengeance. The Bible says if your enemy hungers, give him something to eat. If he drinks, give him something, or if he thirsts, give him something to drink. And in doing so, you're heaping lumps of coal upon their head. And so if, some, if somebody that you're having a problem with, which by the way, you should fix, um, gives you something nice, um, you should wonder a little bit about that. You know, what are they trying to do? Are they, are they, are they trying to make up or are they trying to, you know, uh, uh, make things worse for me? So gifts can be given uh, and uh, in not uh, a good way. Uh, the value of a gift uh, can also be diminished uh, by the way that it is given. Um, you know, it's just, if I can go back in time, and I can't, obviously, and I've, I've seen all the romantic ways that people have you know, uh, propose to their, their, their wife and, uh, and uh, you know, putting stuff in whatever and food and they choke on it, uh, putting a ring in there, uh, you know, different, you know, a, a plane going through and, you know, and riding on the, in the clouds, you know, will you marry me? Uh, all kinds of just wonderful, wonderful things. And, and, uh, and for, you know, uh, for us, we like, we went and picked out the ring and there was a time where, well, it finally came in and it's like, hey, here it is, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, here's our ring. Uh, we're getting married. You know, we're, we, were, we were young and I was dumb. And, uh, and so maybe at some point I'll surprise her. Uh, in a, but, but I'm saying all to say it is the way that I presented the gift uh, in, in a way devalued it. Um, and it's not that she would say that or has ever said that. Uh, but, um, you know, I mean, we've had, we've had some anniversaries where we've eaten McDonald's and, uh, you know, and those types of things. And so we, we, we can, you can devalue a gift by the way that you give it uh, into somebody. And, and so uh, you need to do so in a loving, gracious manner. What God gives us, what He gives us, and how He gives us those gifts, are, they're always good. There's nothing He gives us that ever devours that gift. So God gives only good gifts. The way that God gives these gifts is good. Uh, and then number three, He gives these gifts constantly. 
Let's look at that verse again. Every good gift and every perfect gift, this is James 1.17, is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So that word cometh down. And by the way, um, these thous and all the ifs and people, the things that people complain about in the King James Bible are there because it's part of the vocabulary and, and, and it tells us if things are, um, you know, uh, are, are they a present participle? Is it something that is ongoing? Uh, when, we, when we take the these and thous and, and all these, uh, uh, you know, eths and stuff out of the Bible, uh, we cheapen the Bible. And we change the meaning. Uh, and, and so when we know every good and perfect gift comes from God, comes above, that word cometh down is a present participle, uh, which means it keeps coming down. Okay? So the ETH in your King James Bible uh, is vital for us to get the whole take uh, on what God is trying uh, to tell us there. God does not give us good gifts uh, occasionally. Um, he gives them constantly. Uh, they come down. Even when we do not see his gifts, he is sending them. Uh, and how do we know this? Because he tells, he tells us that's what he's doing. He tells that it is so. I mean, we're going to heaven based on what he told us and our faith in it. So he says, every gift comes from God and it cometh, it cometh down. It's constantly. And so when I say, hey, you know, what are you thankful for? You should have a, you should have a, a list every day. Yeah, I mean, everything from like, I'm thankful I woke up. I'm, you know, uh, I've, asked, I, I've asked preachers, you know, like Brother Stiff, I've asked them like, hey, how are you doing today? They say, I'm sitting up and taking nourishment. <laughs> you know, just another day. This is a day that the Lord hath made. I'll rejoice, uh, you know, and be glad in it. Every day, God gives good gifts. And the way that he gives them are good. And God gives them to us constantly. They cometh down. Not that they didn't came down. Don't come down. They cometh down. Present participle all the time. And you should be looking out uh, for them and recognizing them. And the last one, and I'm done. Uh, not only does God give, uh, God gives only good gifts. The way that God gives his gifts is good. Uh, he gives them constantly. They cometh down. And then here's the last one. God doesn't change. He doesn't change. There are no shadows with the Father of lights uh, in this verse. It is impossible for God to change. He cannot change uh, for the worse because He is holy. He cannot change for the better because He's already perfect. Uh, and uh, he is, he, the light of the sun varies. The earth changes. Culture changes. Uh, styles change. Uh, you know, the only, thing that, what is, the only thing that stays the same is everything changes. All right? Um, but God doesn't. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, in Him, there is no variableness. Uh, if shadows come between us and the Father, He did not cause them. He's an unchanging God. That means that we should never question His love. We should never doubt His goodness when difficulties come in our life. Uh, we should never doubt that God is good when temptations appear. Uh, we should never doubt that God is good when we get sick. We should never doubt God uh, is good when we're broke. Uh, we should never doubt God. God is always good in everything He allows in our life, that He ordains in our life, is good. Uh, and, uh, and we need to see... Uh, them in the way that Paul teaches us we should see them. So in recap and in conclusion, um, enjoy uh, Thanksgiving dinner uh, and time with family. Uh, and, uh, and I encourage you to do that. 
Uh, and by the way, if, uh, if, you know, you don't, if you don't have family in the area or whatever, um, let us know. Uh, and, and also, we um, got an FYI, uh, I've had several people offer turkeys. Um, so if you need a turkey, we've got some of those and things as well. It's not even like, you know, like a, a drive. I remember somebody say, hey, we have a church, we have, and we've done this. Uh, if you come, you come to church, uh, you know, we'll give you a free turkey dinner and, every, and all the fixings or whatever. And like, I got to come to church to get them? I'm like, yep, <laughs> you know, well, that's not right. Well, you don't get no turkey then. Uh, and, uh, but there's no even whatever. We have some of those available. Just let us know. Because uh, I think with inflation, turkeys are like $200 uh, or whatever they are now. Unless you spend, you gotta, unless you, spend uh, you know, I'm saving on the turkey because I spent all this money uh, as the grocery stores got us hook, line, and sinker. Uh, and uh, so enjoy uh, those times together. Um, but be thankful. And have gratitude. Not to yourself. Thank you for this tur- thank, thank you, Bob, for this turkey. Uh, no, it's God. He's who we thank. And the reason, you know, that the, the, the people in your life that are lost don't know Jesus struggle with, uh, with that is because they don't have God in their life. And, uh, and so um, let people know. And if you, by chance... Uh, gather together, like all, all of our families out of town and stuff, not while Jordan's back, so he'll eat his share of turkey. Uh, but if you have lost family members sitting around a table at Thanksgiving, especially if you're the one that labored to, to put the, the turkey on, on the table, um, don't even slice it until you give praise to God and give them the reason why, why that you are here. Um, I guess my time's up. No, I'm not, I've, already, I've, already, I've already stated that. And, uh, but take the opportunity to thank God in front of them. And, uh, and, then, if, and then if given the opportunity, um, you know, before the tryptophan kicks in uh, on the couch, say, you know, are you thankful to God? Yeah. And just ask them. And uh, maybe you'll get to lead them to Christ. Let's all stand today with our heads bowed and our eyes closed and and uh, we're going to take the time invitation today just to thank God uh, and uh, uh, come to the, uh, the altar and you can pray. But if you're here today and you're not saved, I hope that uh, you would be saved. And, and, uh, and if you have any questions about uh, that, uh, we certainly want to help you with it. And, and uh, God, God's not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. And, but Christians, as we're here today and, and, uh, and we are looking at these texts, are you truly thankful? Uh, Have you allowed the secularism to kind of seep into a point to where you forget how good God...